Good afternoon, and welcome to the Voice of Wisdom. With over 60 years of experience as an investment banker, entrepreneur, investment analyst, economist, and venture capitalist, Morty Davis is Wall Street and capitalism personified. The over 400 companies for which $3 billion over the years have created a countless number of jobs and exciting new products. Through the voice of wisdom, Mr. Davis explores, analyzes, and debates the most topical political, economic, and social issues facing our world today. Joining Mr. Davis today for a discussion on China and foreign aggression in Asia is Brett Kingstone. Mr. Kingstone is a high-tech entrepreneur, award-winning real estate developer, inventor, author, and general generous philanthropist. And now, Mr. Davis and Mr. Kingstone. It must be Wednesday, 6.30, because I'm back with my precious, admired uh, listeners and uh, guests. And I love you all because you share so many great ideas with me. Even when you disagree with me vehemently, you give me insights that I didn't have before, so you add to my, my wisdom. So God bless you all. Keep on uh, listening. Tell your friends about it. And um, keep on challenging me or agreeing with me with whatever you like. Today I have a guest who's very brilliant, very successful. I, I funded him when he was a little boy. He's still a little boy, he's grown a little older. But he's really brilliant and I love him. And he has strong feelings. He's, uh, I admire his, his convictions. As a matter of fact, uh, his, convic his convictions are so strong, I'm, a, I'm surprised <laughs> he hasn't been arrested yet. <laughs> Well, I have already. I had a few street fights in my day. <laughs> other people, other people that, 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 that other people that suffer kind of suffer convictions, they they lock up. You you're still out running around loose. The problem anyway. is they let me out, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, truly, truthfully, he's a genius, and he's a delightful human being. Even though he disagrees with me about ninety percent of the times. I, I've become much more moderate with the years, and he's stuck to his uh, fighting spirit. So, uh, you know, I want to make peace. I want to negotiate. I want to use diplomacy. And he's ready to go to battle right away. So, without further ado, I want to get on to the subject that um, we noted we're going to as we sent you a notice that we're going to try to cover today. <clears throat> so let's start with the fact that a Chinese fighter um, spy balloon, uh, first a Chinese sky balloon flew, flew over the United States. That was wrong, and, and we have a right to be really very angry and and they should stop doing that because they're intruding on our land and our and that they don't have a right to do that. And then more recently, more recently, a Chinese fighter jet <clears throat> flew in front of one of our jet, jets, Morty. One of our crossed, crossed the path of an American reconnaissance plane in late. That was uh, the end of last month, in late May as it flew in international airspace. That's the key words. It, our plane flew in international airspace above, above the South China Sea, forcing the American plane to fly through the Chinese aircraft wake. The wake is the turbulence, the turbulence that leaves behind. Yep. So... <clears throat> I fight with um, my producer here because he says um, the Chinese are terrible because they do that and, and, and they have no right to do that. And, and I don't disagree with him, but I also don't agree to this extent. I think instead of making an issue every, every time 
and and there's some provocation on our part because we're flying our plane or our, our destroyer, I think, right in the in the sea between Taiwan and China, and um, while it's it's international waters, just because it's okay to do or it's right to do, I, I don't think it's it's smart to keep on provoking somebody that's trying to build up their own military and could become a dangerous foe of ours. I believe that China can do a lot of good things for the United States and we can do a lot of good things for them. And uh, we do do a lot of things. We help them, but they helped us a lot. Uh, as a matter of fact, until Trump, I thought unwisely, put Paris on Chinese goods. The minute they did that, I knew we were going to have inflation because all the products, or not all, but overwhelmingly, the, all the products, or the overwhelming number of products that we get at Walmart or, or Target or Home Depot or Lowe's or, or dollar stores, come from China, and our, our blue-collar workers and, and all the rest of us are able to access those products for maybe 10 or 20% of what it would cost them if, they, if the same goods were produced in the United States. So I thought that was wrong. <clears throat> Trump kept saying, <clears throat> how much tariffs we, we were collecting. And who, would, who pays the tariffs? The, the Americans, because it's added to the price that they pay when they go to the store to buy the product. So I, I have a more um, moderate approach to China. I think uh, we've benefited from their wisdom and they've benefited from our wisdom. We make a big deal that they steal our intellectual property. I assure you, we steal a lot of their intellectual property. Just like every time uh, the Russians say they caught an American spy, we say, no, no, he wasn't a spy, he was uh, uh, there visiting and so forth. And maybe that's true. But in all the years, we know we've had tons of spies there and they've had tons of spies our, our, our way in the United States. And when we announced we caught a spy, they deny it. They never once said, oh yeah, you caught, you caught our guy. <laughs> or or when, when the Russians announced they caught, they caught an American spying on, on, on them, we say, no, he wasn't a spy, he was just a tourist or so forth. We never, we never say, oh yeah, you caught him. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we spy on our allies. So none of us are, are, are you know, so um, recently I, Biden said something that I loved. He said, um, he said you know, when, when they judge him about his performance and, and his political know-how and everything, that he's done since he's uh, become president, he says, you know, I agree, I'm, I'm not the almighty. I'm not the almighty, but, but I'm the, I am the alternative. And that, that's brilliant because none of us are so perfect. Just like um, I'm lecturing a guy who appears every... Did he say that when he was falling down the steps and tripping over himself at, the, uh, at a, a graduation or what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's uh, so important as long as he gets up and he's well. As long as his mind works well and he has the energy. He works 24 hours a day. He flies around like crazy. 24 hours a day, he spends most of his time at his home in Delaware in the basement. Not, Even, not working uh, for the American people, Morty. That's not true. That's that's the. Morty, you can look yeah. at his schedule. You, know, you must be watching. You must be watching Fox twenty four hours a day. <laughs> he's, he's, in the, I, 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 
recently wrote a piece about that. I get more work done in my basement than I do in any other room. Or so you can. You can. Because you make things happen. But it's not Morty Davis. Trust me. Look, recently he negotiated something bipartisan that the... the yeah, that's after 90 days of ignoring the Republicans approaching him with a budget. Uh, a budget uh, yeah. that he ignored. Republicans uh, approached him with a budget that said, you know, cut Social Security, cut Medicare, uh, stop giving uh, uh, starving children uh, food. Marty, you must be seeing too much CNN. That sounds like CNN. That wasn't the case. They just wanted him to cut back. No. They have $33 trillion in debt, Morty. You know that. I heard uh, what, what was in their proposal. Morty, so, do you think $31 trillion is a good number for debt for this country? Don't you think it's disastrous your grandchildren will each owe a quarter million dollars by the time they're ready to go to college? It's a, it's, it, our debt is unsustainable, Morty. And you're a businessman. You're a great businessman. Let me, let me give you an insight that you probably don't know. Please, please. I should check it out. Every time the, the Democrats get in, the Republicans scream and yell, we got to balance the budget, we got to cut the, the, the debt, and, and, and if anything, the Republicans always expand it, always. Both sides are to blame, Morty, I agree with you. Both no, sides are to blame. But the Democrats are spending money on insane... Both sides, not both sides, the Republicans... We should be spending on the Republicans don't care about those at the bottom, those at the uh, poverty level. Or, or, or the, the well, I think the opposite, Morty. The Republican Party has become the working class party. Their main, their main, the working class people are supporting them. Their main objective is to cut taxes for the rich. Do you know that uh, Trump was in only four, or four years? His four years, he, we had the largest increase in the, in the debt of, in the history of the country. Well, a lot of that was due to COVID initiatives that both sides were pushing very hard, Morning, We had a COVID disaster, and we were spending trillions of dollars trillion. businesses that were going out of business. Two trillion dollars of that, roughly two trillion dollars of that was a tax cut. Compared to 31 trillion that he had when he came in office, that's less than 10%, Morty. I'm yeah. telling you, right now, we have to cut that 31 Why? trillion dollar debt. Why do you running this country? With all due respect, why are you blaming that on the Democrats? I'm blaming it on both parties, Morty. No, the, the Republicans refused to cut uh, military spending. The guy who, who was the most knowledgeable, and every president, when they complete their tenure in office, they make a, a speech to the nation how well they did for the country. You know, what they. State of the Union. State of the Union. No, it's not the State of the Union. When when they're leaving office, okay. The, the, farewell speech. Farewell speech. Yeah, the farewell speech, and they they try to uh, enumerate what they did and how great they were, and that's that's okay. You know, that's normal. Eisenhower was the only one when he finished his uh, tenure, eight years. I thought he was a terrible president because you're not a great president unless you. Uh, serve during some major catastrophe, you know. So if there's a well, war, he was a general in World War II. He was number one general. He was the number one general in the history right. of the United States. Well, for actually for the, all the Allies, he was the commander in chief. Yeah. The Germans. So um, what? What was the speech about? He warned. He warned about the military-industrial complex. Morgan. I thought that was a great warning. He gave us. I, I agree with you. He's right. His term, he became a brilliant statesman. And he's right. And you know what? What did what the Defense Department was called when I was young? No. What? You don't. The War Department. The War Department. Right. Yeah. Figured out. That's not good. You know. Now, now our Defense Department's called the Woke Department, and they're building the transvestite. It's called. We're cross dressers attacking Putin. The jury's going to be terrified. It's <laughs> It's, yeah, the, the, you call it the woke department. <laughs> if the drag, if does the, the drag, drag queens attacking Russia and they think they're aliens and they get scared. <laughs> <laughs>
No, but that's the biggest waste. The, when, <laughs> when we beat the, when the Cold War ended, everybody said, "Oh, it's great. We'll get a big dividend in the in the in the sense that we won't have to spend so much on military." You know, so it was well, a big. Let's talk about China, Morty, because I know that's the key subject, and I know that's something that probably you and I might agree on. Go ahead. No, we won't agree on that. <laughs> well, you know, at least we'll be there. <laughs> I, I want to point out one thing, then we can talk about that. Right. Reagan was uh, wise to point out, although it doesn't seem to be true, that a strong military, a strong, well-prepared, if we stay, stay strong and well-prepared, it, it's a deterrent. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and, Agreed. And, yeah, you agree, and I agree, and... and and what they, uh, we both agree yeah but but it's wrong because <laughs> because even though we both agree it's wrong because there's no country and i love america i'd give my life to, to fight for this country if it was you know it was like the second world war <clears throat> but we've been in more wars we the united states has have been in more wars than any other country in the world. Since the end of the Second World War, we've been in the Korean War, which we never, to this day, we don't have a peace treaty with, you know, enemies. Then we we were in the Vietnam War. I don't know why we were there. It's not our territory. It's not a. It's not Madison. Madison said we should right. just stay on on the North and South America on part of the world. We invaded Panama, we invaded uh, uh, several other Latin American countries, and we had uh, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan. Don't forget. Now we have. Don't forget Granada. Ukraine's a proxy war, Morty. What? Yeah, no, so I'm saying we're in more wars. After that, we were in um, Vietnam, then we were in uh, Iraq. Bush attacked Iraq. Remember Panama? We invaded Panama and took took their leader out. So what about it? Yeah, that was a war. Was that an important victory for the United States? No, it was, it was just uh, they decided they wanted to remove Noriega, so they did. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know that we were in a war where we defended America. Because we we have till this day we've never been attacked on our uh, own territory. Well, that's not correct. We were attacked on 9/11, Morty. We were attacked in New York City on our own territory by a bunch of Arab terrorists. Not by a country, by a bunch of uh, nine out of the twelve. Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, which is nine out of the twelve yeah. Saudi Arabians. But with no, uh, that was the stupidest thing. We attacked Afghanistan because. Some all, all these uh, uh, Saudis or all these Al Qaeda attacked uh, the uh, the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Well, that was Bin Laden's base, Morty. That's why we attacked Afghanistan. It was the base of Bin Laden. And well, you know what, Morty? One thing you and I agree on: we should bomb them into the Stone Age. You don't, one of our troops. You don't attack. You don't, it's the stupidest thing in the world. You don't attack a country to get three guys or ten guys or whatever number. What The way we did, you know, we got uh, Bin Laden, we got him in, in Pakistan because we right. started getting it. To attack a country, especially... We lost too many people in that war, it wasn't necessary. Well, especially, we should have had the wisdom and the knowledge that any average guy would know that Russia was at war with Afghanistan for ten years. And, and they lost. And then they left and before with, that the British for almost fifty years and they lost. So how did we go in? Three, we lost three thousand people, and we got even with them by losing. I don't know how many people we lost. So much blood, and Americans, young people, and tens of thousands wounded. Yes, and and the wounded till it'll be we'll be, we'll be paying that. I see kids in their late twenties, early thirties in the gym lifting weights with me with prosthetic legs and prosthetic arms there you go Look, oh, i agree with you so was, we agreed a second time morty it was, it was, only, off on a good it was only three years ago 
Yeah, people don't realize that you pay for the war many, many years after. It's only three or four years ago that the last veteran of the Second World War was released from a, a veterans hospital. So that we've been treating those people, thousands and thousands of people, all these years since 1945 or something, the end of the war. So wars are terrible, and we send our best young people to kill other young people that if we didn't send them to kill the wars, they possibly or probably could be best friends and work together and, and yeah. both. War is a failure of diplomacy. War, war is a result of failed diplomacy. We are the major agitator in that, on that score. So after, after that was Afghanistan, uh, uh, Iraq, the the second, uh, and now the Ukraine, Morty. And you now, know what? The Ukrainian war could have been averted had we had a president with half a brain in his head, because he could have met with Putin in Geneva and solved this problem in 24 hours. Instead, Biden sat on his behind in his in his basement in Delaware, and we got us into a war that's totally unnecessary. Morty. Almost a hundred billion dollars of our tax money is going to Ukraine to fight a war that should have taken a 10-hour meeting in Geneva, Switzerland, between the, our president and theirs. We got a president who's so feeble-minded, he's not capable of doing I'll tell you what I advocated uh, before it started. I told my producer, I said, Please. it's idiotic for us not to try negotiation first. Because Absolutely agree with you, Morty. Not, Absolutely agree. I don't know if you you know what Putin said. Putin said, if you don't invite, don't let uh, Ukraine be NATO. into NATO, I won't attack. So you have, we had a promise, Morty. All you do is go visit him and say, okay, five to ten years, you have a deal. We don't need Ukraine and NATO to be, the, the, the Ukraine wants to be a member because they're under, under our protection. Look what they could have given up just for peace instead of having all their cities destroyed. Tens of thousands of women, children, men murdered, okay? Yeah, but we... This place is a bomb shelter, bombed out mess. The United States, the United States... Cut a deal. It should have cut a deal. Inspired them because they never negotiated. They were always point to... Uh, Chamberlain, yeah. Chamberlain came back from from visiting with Hitler, and he said we gave them uh, uh, what was it? Ukrainian. Uh, uh, we'll uh, have peace. Just negotiate with Hitler off peace in our time. That was we, no, we did. We'll have peace in our time, he said. And then he was devastated because Hitler didn't live up to the. He invaded Poland a couple of weeks later. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but you got to understand something. Hitler, different individual than Putin. You negotiated with. You missed the point. You know, he was destroyed. He he, he died brokenhearted because he thought he did something good, and everybody criticized him after that. So diplomacy became appeasement. Appeasement. Yeah, you know. The first thing you do is you try to avoid going to war. So, Morty, can I tell you something? Because you know I did business in Russia. Right? Let me, I have Russian friends. Can let me, I tell you something? Let me just finish that. Sure, please, go ahead. Germany. It didn't change anything that Germany did. Either way, they would have done the same thing. So he tried, and I give him an A for effort. And, and for, I give Neville Chamberlain an F, Morty, an F minus, okay? A for effort because nothing changed. The same exact end result would have happened either way. And you, you got to try, and the same with Ukraine. But we, not with Russia. We could have resolved that problem. No, I'm saying we could have resolved it. We could have resolved it easily because it's agreed with you. Agreed. The ring need Ukraine and NATO. We got 20 countries. You, the, the Ukraine is going to make us stronger, and no. not that. But if Ukraine is a member, then if they go to war under our treaty, then we become obligated to fight on their side. Uh, Correct. All we had to do was say. Sit down with Putin or send the Secretary of State or something to there and say, "Look, we'll agree not to invite NATO, uh, Ukraine into NATO. But if you do, if, if you attack after that, we're going to come after you. We're not Ukraine. We're. So that you know, you make them live up to their thing. If you, 
if he doesn't respond to that, he's done. My question to you, Morty, is why didn't Biden do as you said? What you said makes perfect sense. Why didn't Joe Biden do this? Because all of his advisors and all his military, the military loves to go to war. They, the only time they get big promotions is when they go to war. And what... what he uh, didn't do it because he's weak uh, and he's stupid. That's why he didn't do it. Yeah. How simple as that. You know what? You have generals, the president's in charge. He needs to take control. He needs to take the initiative. The generals don't tell the president what to do. Under the Constitution, the president tells the generals what to do. I don't want to defend the Biden because I thought he was wrong not to try diplomacy. So. I agree with you, Marty. I agree with you. You're no, right. But but other people say you, you don't give in to, you don't, it's like Neville Chamberlain. And even you're saying Neville Chamberlain deserves an F because he tried to avoid war. No, he miscalculated Hitler completely, I must tell you. You have to understand your enemy. When, when you go into battle, you get intelligence, you get knowledge of who you're negotiating with before you even start talking. Neville Chamberlain made a a lot of people, a lot of people didn't know how bad. Now, in retrospect, we know how bad Hitler was. But at that time, we didn't know yet. Look, some of our major guys, Lindbergh, Ford, uh, so many major guys in this country were pro-Hitler. They, they would. They... That was because they were anti-Semites, Morty. Not because they were wise men. They were anti-Semites. Ford was a was a absolute blatant So he was in favor of Hitler because Hitler uh, talked about exterminating the Jews. Had nothing to do with political politics. They realized that it was bad for America. That Ford loved America, and and Lindbergh loved America. They just felt they didn't know yet. You know, nobody ever envisioned. Somebody as vicious and as I think that was more due to their anti-Semitism than their policies related. I could understand anything, and believe me, I don't want to defend Biden's uh, behavior with respect to Ukraine because it didn't have to be. I, it didn't I, have to happen, Morty. I agree with you one million percent. Okay. So, a little message from my friend Vladimir Karpov in Russia. Okay, as you know, when I had supervision, which thank God because of you, the company went public and prospered. We had distributors throughout Russia. Our biggest one was Vladimir Karpov, who was in Moscow. I stayed friends with him. And his son stayed at my home here in Florida, and uh, he'll be visiting me in Colorado, got billing soon. My son stayed at his home in Moscow. We exchanged our sons for the summers. We have a great relationship. Vladimir told me several months ago, the only thing Putin was looking for is exactly what he said. He wanted a guarantee for a certain amount of time that Ukraine would join NATO. And the second promise is that the U.S. or Ukraine would never station nuclear missiles, whether they're a member of NATO or not, on their border facing Russia. Period. That's all we had to do. And we refused to do it. And one of the things Vladimir Karpov said to me, you remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, Fred, when Brezhnev and, you know, the Russians were trying to bring missiles to Cuba? You sent out your ships. You were ready to start a nuclear war to keep missiles out of Cuba. Why yeah. would you expect us to do anything different? Right. Ukraine's right on our border. Their border's closer to us than Cuba is to you, and you were willing to fight a nuclear war over this. You mi totally miscalculate Russia if you don't think we're willing to do the same. That's the analogy that he used. I agree with, I agree with that totally. Not only that, I'll tell you how wrong we were. The United States, Please. and I hate to be critical of my own country, but, no, not your own country, the leadership of our country. Uh, you're not criticizing America, you're yeah. criticizing yeah. the yeah. policy leaders of our country, which is <laughs> and Anthony Blinken. Go ahead. So, when you criticize the behavior of your country, so I... I, I love our country, I'm not criticizing it, but I, I will criticize I, the I leaders love, who make mistakes. I love our country, I told you I would give my life in an instant. I believe you would, Morty. But, but I... I think we've behaved terribly because I don't know if you realize when the Soviet Union uh, ended the Cold War, right? Mm -hmm. it became supposedly least neutral, not 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 an enemy anymore. Yes. Within two years, uh, shortly thereafter, not a long time after, we we put missiles 
in Poland and Hungary. Yeah, we violated our own treaty, Morty. You're right. What kind of behavior is that? When you you just they just made they did exactly what you want. We should have invited them to become a member of NATO, because now they're a friend. You make them a friend. If you act like an enemy, and we're doing the same thing with China, we're going to wind up in a war unnecessarily, because you don't provoke the other side. You China is a different issue, Morty, and I must tell you, it's very naive not to think that China has been at not been at war with us for the past thirty years. Past 30 years, China has been at war, sending millions of fentanyl pills across our border to poison and murder our children. They're stealing our intellectual property. I happen to know something about it since I wrote a book on China, The Real War Against America, talking about how they stole technology from the company that you funded, Supervision, and that I founded. And the other thing is, their foreign policy is directly directed against Americans. They threaten American lives. They send poison through our southern border. Those fentanyl pills are killing tens of thousands of, maybe a hundred thousand plus of our children. And in every case, they are stealing our our technology and our know-how, counterfeiting it, and destroying our economy. Or do you know something? We should pay an extra ten or twenty percent and bring back manufacturing to the United States. That's it's nonsense. worth it. That's nonsense. We have a That's nonsense. That's nonsense. Uh, I brought all my manufacturing. The reason they say we brought it, we want to bring it back, is to have jobs. We got enough jobs for the next fifty years. They we don't have security, Morty, if we don't make our own weapon systems, our own telecommunication systems, our own computer chips, our own products in the United States. We have nothing. We the United States. Security. Of the father of all wars, because we we provide every single country with the weaponry. Our major export is military equipment. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And not only that, the Chinese have tremendous intellectual property. Look at the what's what's the? They stole it from us. They didn't steal it from us. Well, what's the name of the one? Waha, Waha, some. Huawei. They're way ahead of us on that, and we have told all our allies, don't buy it. They all bought it. They also they use it to spy on us, Morty. So they what? use their transmission what? systems and routers. I don't, I don't deny that. Steal our, our technology. Spy on them as much as they spy on us. So stop being naive. Every country dies. Morty, Morty. I, I want to know. China well, is already at war with us, Morty. Kill any Americans? at the wheel. They kill any Americans? Huh? You say they killed the Americans? Yeah, with fentanyl poisoning. Who do you think that the Mexicans get all the fentanyl from? China. That, that's a known fact. That's not their fault. That's, we should stop it. It's not the, their fault that these they willingly they know millions of fentanyl crossing our border every day. We don't control the demand. If there was no demand in the United States, nobody would make it. Who's being naive now, Morty? No, the I'm not being not denied. If we exported millions of fentanyl pills to another country, you don't think they'd declare war on us? Come on, let's be honest. If we were sending millions of fentanyl pills to Mexico and killing thousands and thousands of Mexican children, you don't think Mexico would start a war with us? Well, it's our people that spend the money for it. If we stop that, the demand creates supply. They're now masquerading these pills like candy. They're painting them candy colors. Trying to sell them as candy to our children. Only because there's great demand. No other country has the kind of demand that the United States has. We've got to stop it in our internal way. I'll be very, make it very simple for you. If somebody sold drugs to my daughter, you're saying we should control other countries for, because we can't handle the misbehavior. Mis- we should penalize countries who sell illegal drugs. We misbehavior because we can because we can handle the misbehavior that our people do. If they, I can tell you, yes, we need to train and educate our kids not to take drugs. We have to be responsible. We have to arrest a drug dealer on the street corner of New York. Why don't we arrest a international drug dealer? It's putting 
a thousand times more drugs into this country illegally. It's breaking our law, Morty. Why don't we just correct our people? You keep saying we should correct everybody else in the world. Why? If a drug dealer sells drugs to our children on the street corner, he goes to jail. Yeah, if they stop using it, every American knows you could go down the corner, you can make a phone call, get all the drugs you want. You're right. So that's our fault. That's that's our lack of... Uh, so what do you recommend we do? What do you think the solution is? Send, will you stop the demand and your control? You, you don't let salesmen in this country. You don't let people buy it. If they buy it, they get, they get fined. They get. Uh, we tried that. We start, we had our prisons filled with people who bought marijuana and cocaine. It didn't work. Filled with people who bought marijuana, cocaine, and now we legalized marijuana, and now cocaine's a misdemeanor. So we had millions of people who were taking drugs that were locked up. It didn't work. So what's the next solution? I don't know. I, I don't know, but you don't, you don't say we can't solve our problems, so we're going to attack the other country. For the no, you attack the people who are pushing the drugs on our children, whether they be domestic or international. from buying it. If, you, if, if they didn't buy it, they would... Okay, how do you stop them from buying it then, Morty? Tell me. we got to figure out how to do that. Okay. We can't, if we can't control our own people, we, you know, we want to control immigration, so we do things. So, you know what my, my answer to you is? We put God back in the classroom. The minute we took God out of the classroom, we got teenage pregnancies, we got mass murders and shootings, and we got kids high on drugs. We're, the key thing we are missing in the lives of our children that they're reaching out to drugs as an alternative is they have no basis of any belief in of something, a higher purpose in life, and a higher, uh, higher purpose. Well, I get back to that. agree with you that this country, religion has disappeared uh, completely. But you can't, and you can't do it in, in classrooms because there's Jewish. You have to do it in classrooms. Kids giving the kids free lunches. I can't. Their parents have no food on the table. I don't. Not giving them education about God. I don't want my kids to have to. Uh, Pray to Christ because the, it's. Uh, Marty, I went to Farragut Military Academy. I had to say the Lord's Prayer every morning, the Christian prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, our kingdom come. I even memorized it. I was nine years old. I was the only Jew in the camp. It didn't bother me. You know what I like? I got discipline. I learned how to use a gun. I learned how to box. I learned how to fight. Those were the things that gave me the foundation that allowed my company to succeed and my family to succeed. Look, I got up in Boston every day when I was, I lived there two years. Mm -hmm. and, um, Father, uh, who was the Cardinal, Cardinal I think Cardinal Cushing. Mm -hmm. day, he, the first thing on the radio, he repeated that prayer over and over again. Our Father art in heaven, right. Oh, you know, Marty, I, my friends take me to Catholic Church. Uh, you can't. The New York City Fire Department, every time I'm in New York, I go to Catholic Church. You can't take you. I don't like. I'm not offended. I don't like the idea of, of introducing religion into uh, schools where little kids are, are brainwashed. Well, since the '60s, we took God out of the schools, and look at the mess we've got now. Maybe it's time to make a change. Look at the mess we got now. Would we you, got kids that are changing their gender, would, like they think they're changing their. We took it out of. The, we took it out of in the Constitution. We took it out. Morty, all I can say to you, it was a big mistake. I can't, I can't uh, introduce religion. You can make an amendment to the Constitution anytime by I don't, the House and the Senate. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I think that we should, uh, you know, encourage, induce, uh, even um, incentivize people to make their kids. Look, uh, somebody just uh, on, on television is running for office. He's a Republican, too, uh, I think. So anyway, he was saying when he was young, he, his parents still were coming out of the slave uh, period. He said, but every family that in his town had a mother and a father. Yep. That's the biggest problem today, that, that our young African-Americans <laughs> Don't have that. And it's not just African Americans, Morty. It's a lot of white people that don't have a father in the house. And a lot of Hispanic people don't have a father in the house. 
The biggest problem I can tell you is there is no more family unit. It's broken down. It's been destroyed in this country. And the other thing is faith in God, a belief in a higher power has gone out the window, Morty. We should fire the teachers union and completely redo the American education system. The teachers union are left-wing lunatics who are indoctrinating our kids into communists and socialists. I know what communism and socialism is. My grandparents escaped Russia because of communism and socialism. You know what communism and socialism is? Atheism. They burn Jewish villages to the ground and from no different than what Hitler did in Germany. They have the totalitarian rule and it's atheism. They don't want to believe in God or anything else. This is where Howard looked at the now. It wasn't the practice of communism. It was being led by, by uh, Hitler-type guys. Stalin was a Hitler-type guy. He killed more Jews. Totalitarian, but you can't but, have communism or socialism without but, a totalitarian leader. Had communism when they started, and they never had a problem. They didn't kill people. The state of Israel. They had they had kibbutzim. That, that not communism. communism it was collective farming. That's the most communist thing that you could have. It was the whole institution, or the whole tribe, the whole community. It wasn't communism, Marty. It was kibbutzim, okay? But it was communism because whatever income they had. The farming, that's all. Whatever income they had, they shared it according to people's needs. And quite frankly, if that's what they choose to do. It became pejorative. The you want this country to become communist, Morty? You're no. the biggest capitalist I know. No, no. You want America to become communist? Is that what you're Take good ideas from any place in the world, as the Chinese have done. The Chinese are communists, right? Yes, correct. Marx would turn over in his grave 40 times because there's more billionaires in China than there is in the United States. No, that's not true. The United States has more billionaires than China, but China is the second largest amount of billionaires. China has more billionaires than the United need to look at the Forbes 400 again, Morty. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. But, uh, yeah, what, back to China. Our number one enemy. China can make as much money as you like, and, and you don't have to share it with everybody. So they're not communists. You know what? The Chinese are smart. They take the best ideas from the United States and incorporate it in their country, and, and that's how they... And, and, and under this administration, Morty, I agree with you. He takes the worst ideas and he makes them national policy. It's the most corrupt organization. We don't, because we say the minute you say give more, more help to the underclass, they say, oh, that's, you're taking money from, from the people that are, from the makers, and you're giving it to the... Morty, we're not helping the underclass. We're helping the military-industrial complex. They're making more money in this war in Afghanistan than they've ever made in history. Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed, all their missiles are going to Ukraine right now. We're not helping our poor people right now. We're right. giving hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine. This is outrageous. We have highway robbery. We have lots of programs that help the the lowest of our earners and, and the ones that can't even get jobs. So we help them. Welfare destroys people as bad as drugs, okay? We need to give people a hand up, it's, a hand out. It's, it's exaggerated by the Republicans that, that so many people are, you don't forego the good for the perfect. There's always gonna be people who are just, there's more rip-offs by wealthy people who don't need the money of their taxes, then there are people who are on welfare. They're, they're cheating on welfare. I don't know where you're getting your, your data from, Morty, but I disagree with that. I think what's happening is we're addicting multi-generational one, one of the things that they, that they cut back on in this thing, the Republicans cut back on, okay. money to the IRS to, to audit the wealthy people. We don't need another 87,000 stormtroopers in the IRS knocking on the doors. Class family robbing them. It's that, ridiculous. ridiculous. It's not stormtroopers. They no. don't. You know, more more poor blacks get. You know that guy who testified more. about Biden taking bribes in the Twitter files. The IRS showed up on his door the day he was testifying. More, more, more. What do you call it? More um, African Americans are audited. Than the top, than the top of one percent or ten percent. Where are you getting this information, Morty? 
I got it from, uh, uh, what do you call it, from supposedly people that know. People that know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't it myself. Well, it's not a fact. Now that you put it's me an to opinion, but it's not a fact. It is a fact. It is a fact. Because the wealthy, even, even what is, Warren Buffett said how outrageous it is. He says it's outrageous that my secretary pays a higher tax rate than right, I do. But he never said that more African Americans are paying higher taxes. No, but I, but I heard Caucasians. That. That's statistically impossible. The African American population is less than 20% of the entire nation. 80% of it is either Caucasian, Asian, or Hispanic. There is no way African Americans, on a mathematical basis, could possibly be audited more than the general population. I said more than the top 10%. There are far more far more uh, African-Americans than there are in the t top 10%. Okay, but I'm telling you that's not correct. Not to 10%, you gotta make over maybe $400 million. I get, I get audited all the time, Morty. I pay millions of dollars a year in taxes. I'm happy to pay it. I love this country. But I don't like where the money's being wasted. You're one of the good guys. Look, I'll give you the easiest that, that was visible for the world. For years, Apple, Amazon, all these companies. They don't uh, pay a dime in taxes. I agree with you. No, move, no, move their earnings overseas. Uh, you know what Apple did? It was genius. And the, all the pharmaceutical companies did the same. They moved their intellectual, they sold their intellectual property to a, a subsidiary in Ireland, right? Right, or the Isle of Man or in Bahamas. Just what they did it with the, and they uh, moved their corporate headquarters overseas so they have to so happened yeah. so they uh, they did a, a, a what do you call it a survey or a statistical survey of how much each employee in the, in the United States who works for Apple produces a year in revenues so it was like I don't know four hundred thousand dollars a year the average employee in Ireland was producing like $11 million. Why? Because they were paying a royalty to yeah. the intellectual property and they right. accumulated billions of dollars. It's called transfer pricing. Transfer and, pricing. And they accumulated billions of dollars. This is public. I believe you. So you know what they said? They said, let us bring it back, give us an, a, a, you know, an attractive rate and we'll bring it back to the country. Why would you let them get a lower rate when they're when they're evading taxes? Then it's legal, so they use they're avoiding. You know uh, what's his name? Uh, who was the first Jewish uh, Supreme Court? What? Brandeis. Brand Louis Brandeis, Justice Louis Brandeis. Brandeis. Avoiding taxes is legal. Evading taxes is is illegal. Right. So they were they were avoiding taxes, but they were really evading taxes. It's manipulative. It's uh, it's just like they carried interest. That that uh, what's his name Schwartzman, who's Jewish. They said yeah. that you know you know they carried Blackstone. Blackstone, sorry, yeah. Black is also Jewish. Fink is also Jewish. Mm -hmm. Blackrock runs more money than any other company in the world. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yes. Blackrock. But anyway, um, so. You know, you know what uh, carried interest is. Uh, it's, it's it's for me. It's it's being used as a CAC scheme. But go ahead. No, I'll tell you specifically what, how it works. So you see, I don't know how they ever got away with it. <clears throat> Blackstone or or all these um, private equity funds that manage money. So they charge something like two percent for management, right? Right and they get 20% of the profits, right? right. So 2%, they pay regular taxes, because that's their work. The profits are long-term capital gains. The profits are long-term gains for the investors. Right. But there shouldn't be long-term capital gains for the... The reason you give them favorable tax treatment to invest capital is because they're putting money at risk. So you say, you put money at risk, we'll give you a lower rate. We want In this case, they have no risk. They're getting a percentage of their investors. You're right. So, but from day one, now they filed 
as if they were uh, investors right. and reported capital gains on, on tr trillions of dollars. So, so what happens? So if finally they said, let us bring it back, we'll create jobs, we'll create uh, uh, new factories, new equipment. So we reduced it to 10% for them. This goes back, I don't know, 30 years or something. I forget under whose administration. Right. Uh, maybe under George Bush, the father, but I don't remember exactly. So they brought it back with the promise that they're going to create jobs and create uh, new, uh, new equipment. You don't create new jobs when you're operating at 65% of capacity. You don't create new equipment. You don't buy new equipment when you're operating it. So when, when the money came back, you know what they did? Like they did recently. They did it for the second time with the same promise. They bought shares in their own company. What do what they call that? Repurchase. What? Stock repurchase. Stock repurchases that runs up the stock and they increase dividends. That's what they did because we gave them a break and they said, let them bring it back at 10% when, 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 when they earned it originally, the tax rate for corporations were like 35%. So it shows you, you know, the rich know how to get away with paying uh, taxes and the poor schmucks have it deducted every time from there. Do you know what the solution to this is? Deducted from their payroll. Do you know what the solution to this is? Making you president. No. <laughs> I don't want that, Morty. I'm too crazy. Listen. We need a crazy. The this is eliminate the IRS altogether and crazy. president for four years. Huh? We had a crazy president for four years and we survived. Not as crazy as me, Morty. <laughs> but but I, I, I'm wealthy. You can call me eccentric. I, 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 I when I was a kid, I had nothing. I think much crazier than you because. He says one thing, and an hour later I'd say the exact opposite as if he never said the first thing. He doesn't care about lying. That's why nobody could debate him. Because other Listen, people... I'd rather have somebody that at least is awake and present than someone who's completely no. asleep and not present. The only... Not now is a zombie president before we had a Meshuggah president. Yes, sir. A president over a president who doesn't do anything and yes. can't find his way off the stage. I used to love Trump. He was, was one of my good friends. I remember. I and remember. He introduced me. He said, Morty Davis, the greatest guy in the world, the biggest Wall Street guy. Yeah. He was this, you know, hyper... He was a fan of yours. Hyper... Hyperbole. Hyper what? Hyperbole. Hyperbole. Hyperbole, yeah. right. He always used hyperbole. And, and I gave, gave a talk because I was a member of the... Um, well, what was the organization? The Freedom Foundation. The Freedom Foundation. Right. Which, which was started by Eisenhower. Okay. To, uh, uh, outside of Philadelphia. What, what, what battle was that? Valley Forge. To, to memorialize Valley Forge. Right. So I was on a board of trustees. So they called me up one day. They said, we're honoring... Um, we're honoring... Um, uh, Donald. Donald, Donald Trump, we'd like you to introduce him. So I said, okay. I, I can't, went down to Philadelphia. I introduced him. I praised him. I said he's a genius. He does everything. You know, we try to fix the, the skating rink. In, Walman uh, rink. Yeah, he made Walmer. The city of New York couldn't make it happen in six years. No, after, after a lot of contractors that came and yeah. spent a lot. He made it happen, Morty. Throughout the world, he builds amazing things. He's terrific, and I praised him so much. So afterwards, he came up and he hugged me, and he this, and the, 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 he was married at the time, so he was there with a supermodel, and she came up and was so excited. Did he hugged you too, Morty. I hope so. And she thanked. I I I, I don't want to say that because <laughs> my daughter's upset if I said. But, <laughs> but she was so eager to to, to get. Okay. Um, it's all right. It's just between you and me, Morty. No problem. So, so I, I loved him. But you know, at that time, yeah, he's diametrically opposed to what he is today. He was 
He was pro-choice. He was uh, for uh, he was a Democrat. I remember universal uh, health care. Yeah, and he was he supported Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. He was Democrat. They were at his wedding. Bill and Hillary were at his last wedding. Yeah. So he, he you know, he has no. Now you became a liberal, Morty. <laughs> I became a moderate. I became a. I, I was never, you know, like one. Uh, I, I was always eclectic. Uh, when I was younger, I was more democratic. When I was older, I was much more Republican. Right. Uh, but you know, I was best friends with with uh, Bush, the father. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I tell you something interesting. My life would have changed dramatically because I went down. I backed Nixon. I hated Nixon initially. And I liked the way he served. So the second term, I backed him in 1972. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I went. My brother and I went down. There was a guy we met with Schultz, George. Mm-hmm. Schultz, George Schultz, yeah. I think he was Secretary of State, and and a, a, one of the principals of Goldman Sachs. And they interviewed. They they interviewed us. We they said you know we said we wanted to help Nixon. We wanted to donate. And make donation to him, so we gave some money, and then they said, "Look, you got a lot of wealthy friends. Why don't you tell your friends? You know, if you give a hundred thousand dollars, you get invited to the White House three times to be with the president at dinner. And uh, if you give two hundred thousand dollars, you can get a, an ambassadorship to some place no nowhere in the world. You know, five hundred thousand dollars, you could get one." To, and that was that time. That was a lot of money. Today, yeah, yeah. put chicken feed. If you get five hundred thousand, you might get Japan. If you get two million dollars, you'll get London, or Britain, or, yeah. or Germany. You know, the, right. it was like an auction. And they told, yeah, yeah. you know. Anyway, I gave to thirty. They told me make out checks to thirty different. Uh, PACs, political action committees. But they didn't call them PACs in those days. Yeah. Uh, uh, organizations. I don't know. Do, yeah. you, do you know what they call them in those days? Slush money. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, what's his name got into trouble? Steinbrenner got into trouble. Thrown right. out of baseball. Yeah, the New York Yankees. Thrown yeah, out of baseball for two years because he gave a lot of money too. Right. So anyway, at that time, uh, they come to me and they say, uh, those were illegal. You gave to illegal. They said, we're going to take it off your, we, we won't put you in jail, but we'll take it off your lifetime deductions. Mm-hmm. For, for, fortunately, there wasn't any, uh, uh, what do you call it, <clears throat> in those days, uh, computers, so they, right. there's no way they kept track of it. But but the, that wasn't why I'm telling you a story. It, it could have changed my life dramatically, because I was about 40 years old. And I get a call from the White House that President Nixon wants me to come down and talk to him about taking a position in the administration. Mm-hmm. I was very interested because when I was 40, I was worth more than I was ever after. Right. I did a lot of stupid things with my money after that. I invested in real estate, uh, startup real estate. I owned more. I owned a piece of California acreage that was bigger than New York City. Wow. And I had a partner there was crazy. Anyway, mm-hmm. I lost $100 million. And that one, I lost tons of money on different projects. So, but I had my, all the money I needed, I, I never mm-hmm. needed money because I never wanted on like some of my friends, a project or, or a yacht. Right. Or you lived conservatively. Uh, no, I live in the What's same. Your greatest riches, Morty, is your family. Look at yeah. all the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren. And my friends like you. Amazing. There's nothing more valuable than that. So, anyway, I have an appointment like it was eight weeks before or something, ten weeks before. So I'm ready to go in a few days. I get a call from the White House. The president asked us to tell you he can do it on this date, but he's going to rearrange for you to come uh, reschedule. So I said, great, you know. Whatever the president wants, it does. Yeah. So uh, I find out they, they said something major came up, something important. Yeah, so, Watergate. 
I never heard from him after that. I never, yeah. I never took a job with with any administration after that. So it would have changed my life. Marty, it's okay. You wouldn't be able to afford the pay cut if you had to work for the government. Better you stayed in private industry. I never had never <laughs> They give you 10% of your salary at best. I was never wanting for, for money after that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, God bless you. You were great. God bless you too, Marty. You're the best. I'm going to have you back real soon because we didn't cover any of the. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look, Marty, whenever you get a little bit too complacent, you need somebody to cause a little trouble in your life, reach out and call me. I'll always be there to make it exciting. You're always a great guest because you always make it exciting. And the only thing I worry about is my blood pressure when I. <laughs> at the end. My, my... I love you. I respect you. You gave me my start in life. Anything I have, all the success I have, is due to your inspiration and support. And I'm very grateful. Always grateful. About that Hondarian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, God bless you. I love God bless you, Marty. Every day of your life should be better than the day before. Amen. Until uh, until eternity, or until Mashiach comes. God. Amen. Amir Hashem. Amir